Everybody thinks they want freedom. But what they really want is order. To the Empire. Okay, welcome everybody to uh, Back in My Day podcast. My name is Michael Power, and today, uh, once again, I have the power because our normal host, David Petrangelo, can't be here today, but I'm lucky to be joined by our other co-host. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Ian Walter. All right, so Happy Ian's to be back. back. Ian's back. Uh, I'm here. No Dave. Let's uh, put the Mandalorian talk on, uh, on hold here until next week. We'll regroup after the finale, and let's talk about... Yep. Talk about this big news that you, you mentioned, the Sokatana so series. So Disney had an investors call only mm-hmm. two or three days ago, and the amount of announcements that came out it was like equivalent of a Comic Con or something. It, like yeah, it just it was, went crazy. It was staggering. And like, it was yeah. the stuff they announced. Most of it, um, most of it was about Disney Plus. Uh, yeah. Some of it about, and then some of it about like other theatrical. Um, like yeah, without having your own streaming service, you would not have been able to make this kind of uh, yeah. this this ma- the magnitude of the announcement that yeah. they made, which so, was like you know fifty two different projects or something over oh, the next three years. That many, eh? Yeah, so. Oh, it's so exciting. But the thing is, so we we're not going to go over all of them. We decided before that we would each pick, you know, a handful of announcements that we're most excited. Yeah. And for. I so think we, like based off of this conversation, we're going to lean towards Star Wars and of course the Marvel mm-hmm. releases. I mean, there's some cool Disney Pixar kind of things and then Nat Geo and all that stuff. But I think I personally, I'm going to stick to the Star Wars and the Marvel stuff. So, all right. I think I, I took sort of like a back in my day kind of, kind of uh, look at it. So I'm going to try to try to focus on the things that are, Tied to the stuff we loved when we were kids. Okay, how about we look at of what we are excited about? We'll look at the Star Wars stuff just because we just came off talking about Mando. Yeah, and then we can transition into non-Star Wars talk. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Um, So with that, uh, should we start off strong or should we like sort of uh, creep up into it? I think I know that they mentioned strong. Okay, we'll start strong. But uh, we did just mention that The Mandalorian is uh, producing two spin-off series. So that was mm-hmm. Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. So I think it's safe to say that we know Ahsoka is played by Rosario Dawson. And then I think what they're leaning towards is some sort of... Uh, if it's saying Rangers, like I think that we could see the character that we met in uh, both episodes two and three of the second season... Which is the character, uh, the actor uh, from Kim's Convenience? Let's say I forego the bounties on these three criminals. And you two help me fuse my hull so I can get off this frozen rock. What say you fix that transponder and we don't vaporize that antique the next time we patrol the rim? Uh, oh, young sick. Canadian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, so I think he he could pop up inside of that Rangers of the New Republic because because mm-hmm. when we when we say it's a spinoff of the Mandalorian, it's gotta have some sort of connection. Where when we first watch the premiere of Rangers of the New Republic, we're gonna go, oh yeah, that I saw that in Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Start to connect the dots. So I think that that's one of the characters that we could see pop up. 
That'd be cool. Um, That'd be but cool. that that aside, I think uh, we got to go to our what we were both, I think, most excited about, and I'll, I'll let you uh, lead it off because I think we're on the same page with what we oh, want okay. to see most. From, well, from I, don't Star know, Wars. I don't know if we're on the same page because I, 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 I'm thinking of something very specific that was a crazy, crazy new. So tell me if you were thinking this too, but the 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 fact that Hayden Christensen is coming yeah. back and portraying <laughs> Darth Vader, honestly. In, in the Obi-Wan series, right? Of course. I'm, of course. I mean, we know how much I love Star Wars, but we also, I mean, you know how obsessed I am with Marvel and how a lot of the news that came outside of uh, Marvel Studios was just mind-blowing. But mm-hmm. nothing could be more uh, rooted in my childhood in the back from a back-of-my-day sense as this announcement of Hayden Christensen returning in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series That's alongside awesome. Ewan McGregor. I mean, could you even imagine... The prequels started in 1999 and ended in 2005. Now we're yeah. in 2020 and we're getting this announcement. It's like I would have never thought that Hayden Christensen would touch another Star Wars property ever again. No, I would have never thought it. And it's exactly actually this is tapping into what I said earlier, where it's like maybe they can uh, redeem him and actually give him like a send off that's, you know, not, I don't know, I don't want to say like, you know, th- you know what it is with the prequels. People didn't love, people didn't really like them. His performance got picked apart a lot. And, Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to say the poor guy because you is an actor in a big franchise made lots of money. But I think obviously they would he would have liked the reception to be better as anyone would be. And so good. Yeah. And now and now he gets the chance. And what they're doing on the Star Wars TV is is so good that you have to believe he's, they're going to do a good job with, with him. To yeah, back, right? I think it's the ultimate, like you said, the ultimate opportunity for redemption. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's this idea that we would speculate, well, what's going to happen inside of an Obi-Wan series? Because he's just stuck on Tatooine essentially looking over watching out for young luke skywalker and just kind of biding his time as that was his mission from Mm -hmm. when you know when when order 66 and 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 everything fell out from revenge of the sith so he's just stuck on tatooine but there is this kind of idea that he could have had another sort of bout with vader at one point because when he's when we see him in a new hope and he has that final battle with vader at some point he tells luke about um about Darth Vader or sorry about yeah and he says he uses the words he's more machine now than man and I always mm-hmm. took that quote and went and I thought about how how they left off in Revenge of the Sith and goes well he's just now in isolation on Tatooine so how does he really know that he turns into Darth Vader and that he becomes this kind of like maniac you know uh right hand of the emperor kind of thing like it's mm-hmm. like yeah you could put those pieces together and maybe he gets the daily tattooing the daily most Eisley, and puts those pieces together but like he really doesn't have a leg to stand on when like like when it comes to oh yeah vader is anakin and he's a he's fully a machine now because i left him for you know what i mean like he, i guess you could kind of get there but it, it would be nice to see that you know if they had one final encounter before we see the their battle in the new hope and like yeah, maybe so- even transition from like this epic fight that they had in revenge of the sith that was like all twirly and like jumping all over the place to like the kind of more reserved like oh i'm just gonna like kind of like you know <laughs> yeah touch you up here i don't know uh, that was just a limitation of the you know, it was, technology but, but you time, know what they do with these kind of things where they try and kind of transition you because we're gonna have to see him go from like a younger kind of you and mcgregor mm-hmm. to uh to an old man by the end of this uh, i think yeah, it's a so. mini series right so it's gonna be yeah. like six to eight episodes but I, I mean something dramatic i think was gonna have to happen to him for him to be like sort of a more old decrepit man 
mm-hmm. um, right? Than than kind of like being like a powerful Jedi. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that well said, and uh, I think this is the one thing that does us just get us way more excited for the Obi Wan series. As if we weren't excited enough, um, it just adds that fuel to the fire. The other. Yeah, like I- um, I don't know. Like, are you are you hoping to see a lot from Vader, or just kind of like a limited thing? Because I was hoping that it would actually be more like a half and half, where we see what's going on with Vader, even when well, they're now, not together. I didn't even think about it at first, but now I would love to see it a half and half. I would love to see more Darth Vader kicking ass because every time he shows up, uh, it's just awesome. That was probably your favorite part of Rogue stuff. One, right? So. Yeah, my favorite part of Rogue One. Like, I want to see more of that, and I I, I want to see and I and yeah, I want to see them fight again, and I want to. Them to uh, redeem Hayden Christensen, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I want that all to happen. So I, I think it would be great if it was a half and half. I think that would be smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, you know, it's it's an Obi Wan series, so maybe it'll be you know two thirds, one third, which would be which would be okay as well. Okay. Uh, but definitely, I want to see a lot of Vader now. I, I'm excited for that. I'll uh, I'll pick one more from Star Wars. Did you have any more from Star Wars, or are we going to transition to something else? No, I wanted to just shout out one for Star Wars. I want to say that like Kathleen Kennedy has been getting Dave's oh, um, yes. getting Dave's emails and the letters that he writes her every day because they are making a C three PO and R two D two Disney yeah. Plus series. I would much rather have gone with Master Luke than stay here with you. I don't know what all this trouble is about, but I'm sure it must be your fault. You watch your language. Called. Star Wars, a droid story, and listeners of the show may know that Dave is a weirdo, and C-3PO is his favorite Star Wars character, so he's yeah. probably, uh, I was just kidding, but he's probably, it actually is his favorite character, but he's yeah. probably, loving, so he's loving this, and um, I really don't know how C-3PO and r 2 are going to star in a show, but I'm excited to see what they can do with it. Um Personally, not the most exciting for me, but for Dave and for other fans. Oh, you you got to honor the other hosts of the show, right? So, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, for all the Star Wars heads that are clearly uh, still listening to us at this point, because they <laughs> care about what's going on in Star Wars, uh, in fairness, I'll just list off the projects that they, they announced, and then I'll end with uh, what I'm really excited about. So they are doing a follow-up to The Clone Wars, which is called Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is an animated series which will be cool. Anyone who really liked the Rogue One film uh, are going to get a series with uh, called Andor. Um, Andor, the Rogue One prequel spin-off series about casting Andor. Uh, there's also, like you said, the droid story and a Lando event series that'll be, uh, you know, spinning off of the Solo mo- movie. And Star Wars Visions, which is kind of cool because it's an anime anthology series with Eastern influences. Um, the other thing, though, that I... Well, there's two, technically, so I don't want to spend too much time talking about them. We'll talk about the Marvel and everything else. But there was this one called The Acolyte, which I think has a lot of potential. I don't know if you read about this one. No, um, I it's, no uh, it's a series that is going to bring us a new tale, and this is what everyone's... A lot of people have been waiting for. A new tale set in the High Republic era with a focus on the dark side. And that's going to take place like roughly a thousand years before the original trilogy. So it's not going to be really connected to anything Skywalker, which will be cool. Um, And then there was another cool video that was released by Lucasfilm, which had uh, Patty Jenkins. Did you see that one? That was great, yeah. Yeah, so that one was was like pretty exciting knowing that we're going to get another hopefully standalone film like it can be connected to other things but it'll be something that it's just like 
we're not worried about making a trilogy or anything. We're just mm-hmm. going to do this really cool fighter pilot movie called Rogue Squadron, which I don't know if you've ever played the video games, but like that's something that really excites me to get something like that. I was hoping that we'd get a little bit more of that kind of style inside of Rogue One. So it'll be interesting to see what, what Patty Jenkins can do, the director of Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984, mm-hmm. what she can do with a Star Wars film. Yeah, um, man, so yeah, that's that, that's that's, I mean, uh, that's a ton lot, of stuff for a sure. Lot, a lot of Star Wars coming down the pipe, um, and all of it, I think, excited for. The only thing I was wondering is where is Ryan Johnson's trilogy? I don't know if you where's Ryan Johnson's that. trilogy, and they also mentioned Taika Waititi is doing one, and we know that Feige himself is going to be producing one. So I wonder mm-hmm. if he's going to team up with Taika Waititi to do a cool yeah. Star Wars film that we know nothing about. Yet. I do so like how cool. they're they're taking a more of a break from the movies. And um, doing doing like moving to series animated shows. I think the movies, at least the Skywalk, the movies that revolve around any anything Skywalker need to like take a little bit of a of a rest. So it seems like yeah. doing that, and that, that's good. Um, all right, well, so do you want to move on? This is the right to... time. Yeah, for sure. And this is the right time to do something like that. Is stick with your streaming service and mm-hmm. like all these series that you can kind of roll out on a weekly basis, and you're constantly going to have people buzzing about right yeah the only thing i worry about now is like uh star wars fatigue and saturation that's not like but i uh, wouldn't have said that a week ago because i was loving the mandalorian but with all these announcements it's like holy crap yeah like, are they, how are they going to keep it uh at such a high level with i so mean many you're, shows, you're always right? going to be in danger of that but i mm-hmm. think what if anything what um you know the current creative team inside of luke's film has proven is their track record has been pretty strong at least on a uh, profitability mm-hmm. scale and uh most people have enjoyed like he said the mandalorian so if they can just keep even like 75 percent of all these projects are of that level and quality and then people are enjoying it then star wars is going to be yeah. right as rain for the next decade or so, so. and hey, i'll give them the benefit of the de- of doubt and i will say if you were to tell our like nine or ten year old selves that there was like 10 star wars projects coming in the next like there would be no such thing as Oversaturation. Oh uh, no, no, to, no. To like younger even us, some so. people, honestly, even some people. Um, the second this uh, Disney Investor Day like thread started, mm-hmm. because I I got it all later on, but I went from the beginning and I went in order. Some people were immediately reacting to their first tweet saying, "Oh, there's um, you know, ten to fifteen projects for Star Wars, ten to fifteen projects for Marvel, Pixar, Disney." all these projects before they announce anything they announce how like the volume of it is gonna be like 50 plus projects and people were like oh that's way too many like da, 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 and then immediately started backtracking the second they found out what it is that they oh, were yeah. uh, did you see what i what releasing. i tweeted at that at that for that what did you oh, tweet i just said that's it like i want more yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget like uh you know like we were all kids once and yeah. uh you know they're going to be. And all I'm sure stuff. to some degree you you want it for your kids too, right? Like exactly. it's like yeah. you you want that that level of fun when as they're growing up to have all exactly. these things to watch. But yeah, so you were saying possibly you had some non-Star Wars uh, projects that you're excited. Yeah, about. so um, the Marvel stuff, I would say it's not as back in my day, ee or back in my day linked because it's most of the MCU has come around as we were since older. Like 2008. <laughs> yeah. 2008, or right? is so, it since 2000? Yeah. But the, but the one, the one um, big announcement, Oh yeah, we have the Sony announcements too. Okay. Let's just start with Disney plus. The one was um, the secret invasion. That's yeah. series that's coming. That got me really excited. Cause that is sort of t- tied back to my 
childhood because when Secret Invasion, the comic book came out, was right around the time that I was really getting um, really getting into comics on a weekly basis. As a young kid, I would read comics, whatever I could get my hands on, mostly things from the 99 cent bin or from the, the spinner racks at the drugstores or whatever. And I never yeah. really followed too many series like week to week to week until I was a bit older and I was able to buy like in college, I was able to like buy my own books and I was started reading all the classics, like all the Alan Moore books and Dark Knight Returns and all that. And I was getting really into the Marvel universe and that was right around the time Secret uh, Civil War and which was the big event, yeah. which they've already done a movie of, and Secret Invasion hit. So I'm super, super excited for Secret Invasion, uh, which they set up in Captain Marvel, which is a uh, I don't want to give it away, but it involves the scrolls and many of the Marvel heroes. So to see that that that's gonna be a series I think it's a, a sign of it's a testament to our age. I think because um, although I was always into comics as a kid, that truly solidified my obsession for comics was the Civil War and Secret Invasion yes. uh, crossover yeah. events. Because just like now that you're starting to see it with these live action projects, where you never imagined it before, that it could be like a comic book where you'd have okay, all these characters are going to have their standalone movies and they're going to have event movies and you know, Avengers type movies where like people are crossing over with one another and it's all part of the same narrative. I mean, that's something that, uh, you know, is truly remarkable at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, yeah, you're right. Secret Invasion is especially cool because you and, uh, you know, you and I have professed our love for the Spider-Man films. Uh, we did a review on Back in My Day uh, for Far From Home and we touched upon the stinger at the end of that film, which was a scene with nick fury the real nick fury in space with the scrolls and so that's kind of i guess where they're going to continue his story they're going to bring him back down to earth to defend the planet from a scroll invasion right and although the, the scrolls and captain america were like good ended up being good guys so maybe they'll have to introduce some other group of evil scrolls i'm sure they can figure it out but it'll be yeah. interesting to see how they do that um so did you have a, Mar a marvel announcement that stood out to you yeah, so looking at them, we know that, um, you know, in this first year of uh, 2021, we're going to get, like, the series that we've seen trailers for, like WandaVision, and now the new trailer for The Falcon, The Winter Soldier, which I have to admit I'm extremely excited for. We also got a trailer for Loki, though. You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. Well, I don't like to talk. But you do like to lie, which you just did. Because we both know you love to talk. Talky, talky. How long have you been here? I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, time passes differently here in the TVA. What does that mean? You'll catch up. Yes. And that one I love, was loving that. particularly crazy because it was kind of, I don't know about you, but it was kind of exactly where I imagine this series would take off from, which is when we see loki inside of endgame from the alternate 2012 during the avenger the time of the first avengers film and he no, I, re I remember is, you called that perfectly you, you, yeah you, like you nailed that yeah right so so he finds the tesseract and he grabs it and we see him disappear but everything else inside of endgame is so crazy you don't really have time to stop and think about what he's doing because he's kind of that's that's the end of his story as far as endgame goes but then this trailer starts off and it just transports him across space and possibly time. And uh, he, he ends up somewhere else. And then, you know, he meets the TVA, which is like the time, uh, the time police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I don't know. It sounds like a lot of craziness, but it also sounds like it has a uh, real potential for some cool crossover stuff. Yeah, man, that, those trailers were all wicked. So uh, the other the other Marvel one that I think you know ties into my childhood the most would be the Fantastic Four movie oh, yeah. uh, announced. So Fantastic Four has come home. It no longer is uh, in the well. I guess Disney owns Fox, but it is no longer the property of of Fox. It's now going to be brought into the MCU, and especially I, being directed by John Watts. Yeah, which directed we know John Watts has done that, some solid Spider-Man films, right? Yeah, so. and that's all we know about the project. And honestly, that's enough for me to get really excited because I love those characters. I think they have yet to be done justice. And I trust wholeheartedly Kevin Feige and John Watts are gonna like do these characters, these characters, which are the first family of Marvel and like Stanley's first Marvel characters. So well, I couldn't they agree to be with you Marvel. more. And that for that um, reason, as uh, most people who know me know, my favorite villain of all time is Doctor Doom. So right. you know, having seen him sort of fail miserably twice now. Yeah, on a lot of actor scale, <laughs> um, especially with uh, the 2015 Josh Trank version, oh. just really e- somehow even amounting to being worse than mm-hmm. the uh, the first two, uh, you know, the first iteration of Doctor Doom. So, yeah, just uh, I don't know, man. I think uh, three strikes and you're out. They, this is like a lot riding on seeing how they develop Doctor Doom and. Hopefully they can slow roll him into being a big bad overall of the MCU and not just the Fantastic Four. But uh, at Man, the very he least, could, they got to get him right. He could be the next Thanos. It's right yeah. there for them. It's right 100%. there for them. He could be the I next mean, one. They got to build. Uh, ultimately, you'd like to see them build to a Secret Wars, right? Mm-hmm. But they have to do it in the way that they kind of did the first three phases of the MCU, and that they're not rushing to get there. Yeah, they they have to really take their time. I would even like to see like i'm i've kind of um you know speculated how they're gonna do his origin but i would love to see something like him be uh actually rising from the ashes of sokovia and trying to develop his own country you know what i mean and changing it you know to latveria and this kind of thing and even if it's not sokovia but see him kind of build from the ground up and you know it's it's just gonna be a cool dynamic for a villain i'm excited to see them finally get his look right finally get the thing looking right who's my favorite yeah uh, it's just it's yeah it's gonna be awesome uh so did you have any other marvel before we move on any other um, yeah i mean there, there was just like there's so many uh reveals obviously and we know a lot of these projects that are coming but the one that i was really surprised to hear about and it's not going to be i don't think till uh, maybe 2022 or whatever but there's two projects that are linked to the foundation of the mcu and we know that that being iron man in 2008 and that'll be the successor to Iron Man, which is Ironheart. So um, they will follow teenage Riri Williams, who reverse engineers Tony Stark's armor to protect her Chicago neighborhood, which is kind of cool, too, because it's bringing it down to like a Spider-Man kind of uh, neighborhood level and not such a grand scale of maybe being involved with the Avengers or whatnot. It's just kind of like a, a series that'll be like Iron Man inspired, but uh, also it's its own thing, its own unique hero. Um, and that'll be cool. And then on the other side, on the, maybe a grander scale, they have Armor Wars, which is uh, going to feature Don Cheadle's War Machine after Tony Stark's tech falls into the wrong hands. And I'm really hoping that there could be a little bit of crossover between those two uh, shows because they're both rooted uh, with the Iron Man tech. 
Yeah, Riri Williams, super, super cool uh, character from the comics. If you don't know who she is, she's like to Iron Man what Miles Morales is to Spider-Man. Yes, exactly. She's a spiritual successor uh, to the character. It adds a little diversity in to the MCU, some some neat diversity. So Much needed, yeah. It's it's and uh, the Don Cheadle thing. Like I I didn't even know Armor Wars was going to be starring Rhodey, and so that's cool too because that's a character who's always been uh, a B player in the movies. So to see him get to spread his wings a little bit, or his, yeah, like his, he's uh, always the guy. Like oh, boom, you're looking for this. It's like I want to yeah. see. Like I want to, you know, I wish that. Um, yeah, I just I think that those two projects sound like they're really cool. So many stories and, for them to pull from the comics too. Like, and one of my awesome. favorite, uh, more recent teams in the comics was actually Champions, which was Ma- uh, included Miles Morales and Ironheart um, involved in that storyline. So I mean, maybe that's. A little far off, and but like, if anything, what Marvel Studios has proven is nothing is impossible at this point. So yeah, so um, I know I know we're going along, but I do have one more Marvel project. Yeah, I was gonna show it out, and that's the James Gunn announced uh, okay. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah, that is gonna be live action holiday special. I think it's gonna be on Disney Plus, not in theaters. Anyways, he said he was a huge fan of the Disney holiday special, unironically. So he's gonna make the goofy, cheesy. Uh, the perfect characters to do it with Christmas special starting starring Guardians of the Galaxy probably mm-hmm. a couple of years from now. Um, as it's not Guardians three, it's its own thing. So look for that on Disney Plus. That's going to be hilarious because James Gunn is is just such a good director. Yeah. And then one non Marvel yeah. thing that I had oh, to show. Okay. Or do you want yeah. to stick with Marvel and just well, no, Marvel? just just uh, you know you are right in that we are going long, but that's just because of the sheer volume of announcements yes. that were coming from Disney in this last update. So. Um, I mean, we've covered some of our favorites. We're not even scratching the surface as far as all the Disney uh, projects that are coming. But Marvel Studios has brought Sam Raimi into their wheelhouse. So, I mean, that's that's big news for OG Spider-Man fans. And so they've confirmed, Feige himself has confirmed that WandaVision, Doctor Strange into the multiverse, in the multiverse of madness and the untitled third spider-man film are all connected and that is big news because we've already kind of um touched on our excitement that uh, of the possibility of there being some sort of spider-verse involved or multiverse involved where we actually see what's going on with toby Maguire's peter parker and andrew garfield's peter parker and all of these villains that we know from past films that were previously unconnected how they could possibly be connected to the MCU uh, through the multiverse, through the wonder of Doctor Strange and all these craziness. But that being said, having Sam Raimi directing, I was a little apprehensive when it was announced that when it was rumored that he would be directing the Doctor Strange film. But I know that he has a propensity for horror, and I would like to see a horror spin on the Doctor Strange film. Uh, Even Scott Derrickson was hoping to do a, a horror spin on the film. But having Sam Raimi, who directed the original Spider-Man trilogy, and now we know he's working with Marvel Studios, so we know if there is a connection to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man universe, he has some input there and some ability, because we know that at one point he was working on a fourth Spider-Man film, and Sony kind of put the kibosh on it because of like business reasons. But, I mean, just to have him back and to ha- to see him play with these toys again it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be Man, a lot of fun for spider i can't believe we don't like we need a whole other episode to talk about this but yeah it's basically been yeah. confirmed that toby mcguire and andrew garfield are coming back and so is um 
why is his name escaping me? Alfred Dr. Octopus. Molina. Alfred Molina, the best Dr. Octopus. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent, but have you heard, you've heard <laughs> of the phenomenon called twin movies, right? Um, Armageddon and oh, yeah. uh, Deep Impact and Volcano. I think we've even Dante's discussed some Peak. of them on the show, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, there's this weird thing. I want to mention the podcast, maybe if anyone else has realized this, or I can't be the first one, but there's this twin movie thing happening in, in comic book movies. And I think one of the first one of the first ones, one of the first one was um, I noticed it was when Civil War and Batman v Superman came out. Oh yeah, really close together, right? And I and then now you have um, Flashpoint like heroes fighting each other. Yeah, it's basically the main and now the yeah, multiverse is the you're and right. Now you have versus the next subject of like, Flashpoint uh, movie bringing back Michael Keaton, and you have the Do- Doctor Strange uh, multiverse movie bringing back. Um, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire yeah. and other characters. So this is another like twin movie phenomenon. And the twin movie thing, it's explained usually as like a studio, two studios have kind of the same ideas and they kind of catch when the other studio is releasing it. So they kind of rush to get it out there. And that's yeah. kind of like, I, I don't definitely think that's what happened with Batman v Superman because like they debuted a new Batman in a movie where Batman and Superman fought each other. What a weird thing to do, but they wanted to get out ahead around the same time as Civil War, right? Because it's an idea they probably had brewing for a while. So this whole multiverse thing seems like a thing that's been brewing for a while and now finally the two like twin movies from each side are going to come out it's interesting and i want to try to keep an eye on other comic book superhero twin movies that are but it's just it's finally like it's just like at the highest level which i guess you could say is film because of box office numbers and whatnot Mm -hmm. like just in multimedia like people pay attention to films more than they do say comic books or even tv shows right but just like they're finally embracing the nerdiness that is like comic book fandom to its fullest where we appreciate the idea of being able to cross over multiple mm-hmm. properties and bring in and out characters like even if it seems impossible they find the writers find a way and that's what they're yeah. doing in movies now and television and it's just oh man like props to even though it was animated props to spider-man into the spider-verse for kind of really being blowing first the, ones to kind of the that, barn yeah. doors off this thing and, and really opening up the idea of multiverse and to some extent Endgame, but they did it within the confines of the all the films that they've already the 23 films that they established um but in this case it's like we're actually tapping into all of the um nostalgia from marvel properties that predate the mcu which is kind of yeah Incredible. The only thing that's uh, sad about all this from a Spider-Man perspective, it's it's the last Spider-Man movie that's going to be attached to the MCU. And it's the last appearance, I think that and Doctor Strange, of um, Tom, uh, Holland Tom Holland in, in the At MCU. For, so. But remember, um, for now, I don't know if it was like a year ago, but remember there was a time where we thought he was done for good. Or, yeah, so that's on his current contract now. So things yeah. could change and they could negotiate... Um, if it benefits both parties, which I think they would be dumb not to do, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that if it is his last movie, they're going to use the multiverse as a way to for him for that character Spider-Man to leave the MCU. Yeah, right. And so you know, we we talked a lot about the sort of Infinity Saga being sort of this perfect complete package, and not really knowing what how the MCU looks going forward with Black Widow and everything else that we've discussed. But I just wanted to mention. You know, we have Tony Stark and uh, Steve Rogers, who are like the pretty much the most important uh, heart and soul of uh, of the MCU, and they're pretty much done for the foreseen future as far as these projects go. But wouldn't it be cool if um, 
Robert Downey Jr. were to lend his voice, say, in some capacity to maybe being the AI for Ironheart's armor or something crazy like that. Like, that would just be, be awesome. that's a wild uh, fan cast right there. But, you know, I, I do think that once um, there we've put some time between the Infinity Saga and the MC, like what the MCU holds in the next, like, say, 10 years, we'll probably see, you know, they'll probably get um, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. to... Uh, return in some capacity right? and i think they're already doing like voices for what if and stuff like that right so hmm. i didn't think it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if we have never like say never man, yeah old man cap down the road or like uh, even like tony stark returns somehow but like crazy. <laughs> yeah it would be crazy okay so you know we said we weren't we started this off saying you know we weren't going to cover every announcement uh but we we have pretty we almost have and i still have to cover one more because I would be remiss if I didn't mention this series seemingly made ex- like just for one person only, and that person's wife power. And they are they are rebooting Chip and Dale, uh. Rescue Ranger, which was her favorite cartoon. Not only that, they are using her two favorite comedians, uh, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, as the voices. Yeah. So I saw that announcement. I thought, holy crap! If they, you know, uh, Kathleen Kennedy got Dave's letters and uh, Bob Iger or whatever, whoever's running the animated. Disney has gotten wife powers letters because I yeah, couldn't yeah. have imagined a better like uh, series for these two these two guys to do. So that's, that's sounds real like an interesting project because it's going to be one of those hybrid uh, live action animation projects. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and then like people like anytime that you're in with Disney, it's like it seems like people really do like love that Disney money because we have Chris Evans returning as well. It yeah. announced um, Buzz Lightyear project. Oh, that so. one! That one is the one I'm like the most weirded, or not weird, but like the least excited and the most like uh, puzzled by. But anyways, before we wrap up, is there any is that is there any other ones you want to uh, you know go over before we uh, wrap uh, things up here? We definitely covered the highlights. I mean, cool. uh, I need to profess my love for both Moon Knight and Blade, knowing that they're mm-hmm. doing a, a series on one of my favorite vigilantes who's. Uh, a lot like Batman, but in a lot of ways, a lot different. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, at, at, at a glance, he's a lot like Batman, but uh, he's he's very much his own character. And then, of course, Blade, they're going to be doing uh, a new film with Maharsha Ali. Um, so that'll be interesting, too. And that's a pre- that's a previously announced one, though, right? But that's just cool to see that um, again on the radar. All right. Yeah. So, Ian, um, thanks for joining <laughs> me. You know, we went for long, but... Uh, bonus ep- port- extra... Uh, what do they call those uh, X Men comics? The the oh giant, yeah, giant size, giant size exactly. issues. There you go, Dave. As, as you're editing this episode, giant sized, uh, giant, giant sized edition. Issue back in the So uh, thanks everyone for listening. If you're looking for us on the social meds, you can find us at Day Back In. The podcast is called Back In My Day. Uh, find us on your podcast app of choice. Rank, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Come back!